0: Welcome, please, to the JVG podcast, where these G's are going to spread their seeds of knowledge about the league. It's flourishing with these. These funny catchers seem to be well read, esteemed, and honest. Like the man himself, Jeff Van Gundy, they are high IQ, so cerebral and funny. So if you're on the bus, just border on the Dunny. Listen
1: to the JVG NBA tribute show. Good evening!
0: <laughs> right off the rink. <laughs>
1: And welcome to episode 133 of the G NBA Tribute Show, brought to you by me, Marco, and you, Lucas. Lucas, how
0: are you? I'm good this evening, Marco. How are you? <laughs> Very good, thank you. That's good to hear.
1: Um, Well, you know, you guys should be... You should count your lucky stars if you're even listening to this podcast, because frankly, it's a miracle that happened, isn't it, Lucas?
0: Is that true? Is that because of me or you or both of us? I would
1: say mostly you... But,
0: like, maybe me as well. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I was going to say emailed Marco <laughs> eight, not eight hours, 12 hours ago, 7 a.m., 7.04 uh-huh. to be precise, and I said, Marco, I don't think I can do the podcast tonight. I woke up feeling, God, just dreadful, awful. I think it's been a combination of just not having a good sleep in ever, and then also last <laughs> night I had a game of basketball. Um, Did you have yeah, a late one? Well, no, not necessarily. It was at eight. I probably that's got enough to, though. Yeah, I probably got to bed at about. I, I know I would have been in bed before ten, mm. <clears throat> easy. Ugh. However, I probably wasn't asleep until what eleven thirty, and then I woke up at like two, and I just was so restless, mm. and I probably didn't get back down until like three, like an actual baby. And then I got up at six, and I was like, no, can't do the pod. <laughs> I can't do the pod tonight. <laughs> and then for some reason, of all the days, Tuesday. Mm. I just kept progressively getting better and better as the day went on. Yeah, I think, like Monday,
1: Monday, it's not a real day of the week. You're yeah. never gonna feel good on a Monday. So if you still feel bad by Tuesday morning, like you're like, oh shit, something's wrong. Mm. I think. But really, I think Tuesday is the start of the week, and you you will feel you will feel better by midday on Tuesday. That's incredible. Ninety five percent of the
0: time, <laughs> <laughs> because I think Wednesday is the start of the weekend. Yeah, it's so good. And so, Tuesday <laughs> the start of the week. You're telling me the week is 24 hours and the, the weekend week is... The week is so short. And the weekend is 144 hours. Yeah. I, so, I... <laughs> I, often, I often
1: have Tuesday mornings where I wake up and I'm like, fuck, man, I have to do the pod tonight. I never... I almost never feel that way by the time it gets the, like... Midday, let alone six PM when we're like yeah. actually about to record the pod.
0: When we're buzzing.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Because yeah, like when I first woke up uh, this morning at about seven thirty, saw your text. Uh, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> That's because yeah, I just woke up and it was Tuesday morning. Yeah, you're exactly. I <laughs> didn't right. feel great.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think we probably I probably want to say ditto. But are you taking shots in our own pod? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> quite the opposite. Actually, you said, you
1: said no. You did not have to. You not have to go on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think quite the opposite. I think I think Tuesday is actually the perfect night to record a podcast mm. on. Monday we didn't. Did we did it on Monday? We for used a to while. do Monday. For I don't think Monday though. was a good idea. Yeah, because I said basketball. No, nah, that started after. Oh, that's true, why we moved it. Cause, Sunday. Because when we started doing this podcast, it was uh, at the end of that little COVID nineteen thing. Mm, so it was. I, I think. We also weren't doing much on the weekend because we weren't allowed to. That's true. And so Monday, it was just like, yeah, it's cool. It's a convenient day. We get it out nice and early in the week. And then when basketball came back, you're like, hey, I can't do Mondays anymore. It's like, well, Tuesday seems like the next best day. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I agree. Um, I realized the other day that all of the podcasts I've listened to, including my own, come out on a Wednesday or a Thursday. No shit. Yeah. Like every single one. Go through them. podcast about lists. Podcast about. Are you this? still listening to that weekly? Yeah, I listen okay. that weekly. So I haven't
0: listened in ages.
1: Um, it, it, yeah, they they having their moments. I think the golden era is gone.
0: The golden sure. era is gone. They no. went. They went to video. Wait, they just yeah. They were perfect in audio.
1: You gotta you gotta if you're um if you want to check out podcast about this you gotta check it out from whenever covid whenever they started recording in person again to about episode two hundred and ten.
0: Yeah, I want to say one hundred and eighty five. Yeah. Maybe 180 yeah. to 210. Yeah. so fucking funny. Rudy. The
1: like five episodes before and after 200 are just fucking incredible. Yeah, they're they yeah. they blasting on all cylinders. Yeah. Um. Then uh, this freaking podcast I listened to about Dungeons uh, and Dragons. No, no, not that one. But that does that either comes out on a Friday or a Wednesday. But okay. <laughs> usually. A Wednesday. I still don't know which one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I listen to this one about uh the tech world. Oh, it's yeah. kind of like the internet and the tech world. It's like a bit funny, but mostly informative. Oh, um, and that, that comes out on a Wednesday.
0: True. And do you just power through them? Like, listen to them all back to back to back? Well, or? that's
1: the thing is, yeah, I have... But then, like... No, 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 no. Because then, if I do... If I listen to them all on a Wednesday, what do I listen to for the rest of the week?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And then, yeah, and then there's... I listen to the Auntie Donna podcast a little bit. I know you're not a fan of those guys. They (laughs) come out on Wednesday. And the Deep 2, of course, that is released on Thursday morning, every Thursday morning at 8am. It's
0: Friday morning, isn't it? No, Thursday. Oh, no, no, it's Friday. Oh, they're the exception to the rule. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe the Dungeons
1: and Dragons (laughs) Oh, wow. So they're all on a Wednesday then. That Wednesday, Thursday thing I said was
0: me thinking that the Deep 2 comes out on Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) Dan, so your rotation is pretty varied. Mine is... Mine is ours, they're Deep Two, uh, Bad Friends, mm. <clears throat> which comes out on a Tuesday. Mm. And then, honestly, I just like, I reckon the other thing I would listen to on a weekly basis would change from time to time. Yeah, yeah. And also, you aren't able to get the V part of the AV experience at work. Mm. But I can chuck a basketball game on, which is where I get, you know, I probably get an hour of watching it a day in. Mm. Let's see, no, no, no. Probably an hour of. It being on mm. and maybe ten minutes of watching, mm. but like an, it's enough to keep up with a couple of games.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I, you know, if,
1: we, if we're doing that, if we're doing routine. We're doing daily <laughs> basketball routine. <laughs> I would watch every lunch break. I would watch like five, ten minutes of two or three games, mm. basically, yeah, yeah. and that's my that's my live intake for the weekday. Yeah. That's a good fix. Yeah, um, I get and I get it. Like, in fact. I often, I often have to catch myself because I'll watch five minutes of game and I'll immediately have something to say to the group chat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll immediately have a take about it. So. Um, <laughs> Chill, man.
1: You've been watching
0: for five minutes. My current other thing I'm watching is Arj Barker did a stand-up in 2008. I can't remember what oh. it is. Bro, the, still so funny. He's great. Does he live here now? Yeah, he does. Like yeah. all of his shit here. Yeah, he lives here. What a legend. Um, yeah, he's fucking funny, man. He yeah. was also on Flight of the Concords So I never, good. I never watched such that a good show. character. Yeah, <clears throat> I haven't seen this. I wouldn't. Yeah, he's I he's key to uh, one of the best jokes, which
1: is um, <clears throat> the the Kiwis are saying to him that their friend uh, may be dead, but the way that they pronounce it is he maybe did, and then he's like maybe he did, maybe he didn't. What did he fucking <laughs> maybe do? <laughs> It's a good bit. Is he American in the show? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Ah, oh, right, right, yeah. right. So it's like a true to life thing.
1: He's there. What does he? He owns like the pawn shop downstairs from their apartment or something oh, like
0: that. I think true. it's a pawn shop. How many seasons is this show? Two, is two it or, like, or three. <clears throat> is it like the Mighty Boosh? Oh,
1: I'd say less whimsical, much S- drier. Same era. Yeah. It same because era? it's like like they have there's like two songs in episode.
0: Um, I would it, say. Is that the same? Do they sing in the Mighty Boosh? Mighty
1: Boosh had one song every episode at least. Yeah.
0: Was It Crowd same era? Yeah, rank 'em because from the outside looking in, IT Crowd is easily the funniest.
1: Hmm. I Flight of the Conchords was a very special place in my heart. Doesn't it, Ned? It
0: does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think. What was the other one? The Mighty Boosh never really appealed to me. The Mighty Boosh was so
1: funny when it came out, and I think it was like, bro, it was when I was wearing skinny jeans, like mm. it was that sort of show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, don't watch it now, man. Right, so offensive. Oh, like, no but just shit. genuinely, like, not even like, oh, that's a bit off. True. Like,
0: is it like so? You know how Sunny mm, is very offensive. No,
1: no, because Sunny's like very aware of what it's doing. Yeah, this is just like, right, hey, right,
0: hey, right. Blackface. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh,
1: what, what's the big deal? And yeah. like, uh Also, any yeah, any British humor made in that era, like, there's just a lot of transphobia. In fact, the creator of the IT Crowd is like. One of Britain's most uh, prominent anti-trans activists J.K. Rowling <laughs> Yeah, exactly right Can you believe it? She wrote Harry Potter and the IT crowd I can believe it She's pretty creative <laughs> um, Yeah, he had like one kind of slightly transphobic joke in an episode And he got blasted for it And then he just dedicated the rest of his life to being anti-trans
0: Holy mackerel Yeah Is there a way to make money off that?
1: <sighs> Probably Yeah <laughs> Go on Piers Morgan <laughs> yeah, like once exactly every few right. weeks Yeah, exactly right
0: <laughs> uh, Well <laughs> We're off the rails God, that was a good segue Yeah um. <laughs> Well, speaking of well uh, Well, no, speaking of uh, off the rails Yeah And potentially, um, you know, doing something that society doesn't <laughs> in necessarily accept Demetrius uh, Ja Morant was recently on IG Live Dancing and partying in Denver mm. And then also pulled out a pistol in the middle of it Yeah um, I think this is the first time I've actually gotten angry at like what an NBA player has done that's been stupid. And like, I'm actually like properly disappointed. <laughs> but I am like, it's, you're such a fucking idiot, man. What are you fucking doing? Like, yeah. what the fuck were you getting out of that? What What are you doing? Who are you making better? You are not struggling. Yeah. You're a millionaire. I, I'm, I'm not going to speak on like your childhood or everything up until the NBA, but now you're such an important person to so many kids and like so many people. And why are you romanticizing this struggle in this, like, hardened life when, like, you could just be doing so many good things for other people?
1: Yeah. I think it's also the fact that it's not... Like, it's not an isolated incident at all. He's... This entire season in particular, he's just been putting on this whole fake thug thing. (laughs) Like, the laser pointers at the Tyrese Halliburton's family. Um, Apparently, what... he. Apparently punched a 17-year-old kid in a game of pickup, and it's just like, who's who is this for? Like, what? Yeah. Like who? Who are you doing this for? Why? Why are you doing this to like impress someone? Is there like a group of like people of like fans on the internet who like follow you more because of this? You're fucking like you're the face of Nike. Like mm. you're you're an enormous athlete. You've got all this like fame and attention on you. People already kind of like your personality as well. Like yeah. I think the type of people that he thinks he'd be appealing to and this already like him, you know? (laughs) Like, uh, cringe basketball Instagram loves Ja Morant and Mm. they always have. Mm. Um, And it just makes me think that it's for him. You know what I mean? Like, there's some sort of insecurity or something in him that he makes him feel like he has to do this. And that just makes it even more idiotic because fucking... Like, if this has any long-term effect on his career, or even if it has a short-term effect on the Memphis Grizzlies season, like, look how much you've thrown away.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, great point. Uh, also, what's the... So, like, everyone... Uh, he, he was, like, one of... I would... He was one of the most likable players mm. last season. And that Grizzlies team was really likable. And then when they started to be a, become a bit annoying, and then ultimately very annoying, mm. he was still very likable. And now... He's like completely like the opposite Like he's gone the complete opposite way And like what if he wants to be tough I don't think this is changing the view on that mm. Like I don't think that anyone who's actually tough Is like oh that guy's tough now Because <laughs> he's punching 17 year olds and pulling guns out on Instagram live <laughs> Like Drew yeah, Maybe one of the toughest players in the NBA Why is he tough? Because he doesn't fucking blink <laughs> He just like he'll absorb a blow He'll just get into like the most hated battles and it's just like this is my fucking job. Mm. This is what I do. Yeah. I'm here to like bring toughness and like defend the other team's best player and just be physical all game long. And we just battle, and it's the best shit ever. Yeah. And I don't react because it's just like this is just part of who I am. If you like react to the smallest things, it's like then you. I think you're showing the, that you are the complete opposite. Yeah, of tough.
1: exactly right. Um, this is this is a slight tangent, but it's certainly related. The, I think it was in. I think it was John Hollinger writing about. All of this and he was talking about how like dylan brooks just dylan brooks uh just is now serving a suspension this is part of the grizzlies sort of like fucking chaos that they're in at the moment yeah. uh for his 16th tech foul of the season oh, or something yeah. like that um, and he was talking about how like mike conley who was you know a part of this memphis grizzlies grit and grind mm. you know like real hard-nosed defensive team never had a tech foul in his entire career mm. and i think you know I think this entire Memphis team has this idea about what's tough and it's kind of like, you know, it's yapping Mm. and and it's showing off and it's like talking shit about the other team when like you're good enough and you're tough enough. You're like an actual tough basketball team that you can just let, you know, let that be the tough talking for you. Mm. Because yeah, like he's saying, like nothing Drew has ever done off the court makes people be like, oh, he's tough. Mm. It's entirely the player he is and the person he is. Then like, yeah touting a gun or like yelling at the ref or starting a fight with the other team or saying that you know there's no one who can challenge you in the conference like that's not what makes you tough
0: yeah like when you go and you (laughs) fucking try and put every seven footer everyone who has a foot on you on a poster that's cool like that fearlessness of like they might block me or i might like actually fucking baptize them that's tough yeah, I just, I just hate, I hate that this, I hate that this is like this, this has happened. I just don't know what he wanted to get out of it. Mm,
1: mm. Yeah, no, I don't get it either. Do we think? I think we spoke about this. Uh, I think we spoke about when we were speaking about the Mike Conley trade, about how like maybe one of Minnesota's problems has been that there's just like no good vets there. There's not mm. enough adults in the room. Could that be a problem in Memphis? Like they're a really young team. The only vet on the team really is what Stephen Adams. Yeah. Uh, who like I'm sure is a very I'm sure he's a great role model, but he's not very vocal. He's mm. not a very like vocal leader. Um, in fact, one of the reports was that immediately before uh, Ja was at this club in Denver, he was at a players only meeting about off court behavior <laughs> led mm. by Stephen Adams. Yeah, uh, and yeah they had a conversation and he still decided to, you know, go to the club and pull a gun out. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, is that kind of like the downfall of having this, you know, this team? Yeah, where they just keep bringing in young players. There's not really any like veteran presence to keep anyone, you know, keep everyone under control. Like, mm. is, that, is that fair to say or is that, is that a bit of a stretch?
0: Um, wait, just back on the Steven Adams thing for a sec. Did he, wasn't his like kind of exact wording, stop going clubbing? Yeah. It was like kind of directed at Jar. (laughs) And then, like, then this happened after that, in the outfall of that, which is just horrible. But I think that, yeah, I don't feel as though Stephen Adams, I don't feel as though, you know, this is quite a lot of speculation, but I just feel like Jar probably doesn't relate to Stephen Adams. Mm, Yeah. Um, Not only in like personality, but also the basketball players that they are. Like it's Steven Adams the is the least flashy player. In the <laughs> exactly the word I was going to use. Like not only plays the opposite position mm. but does all of the hard does all the fucking tough shit. Yeah. Does the actual tough shit. Yeah. But does all the hard work to make Jar look good. Um but the, but it is like such a contrast in who each other are. Uh and yeah, maybe Mike Conley is like would be like the perfect player or and also person to have on this team. Mm. Especially not only being like playing the same position as Jar, um, and being like quite a lot older and seeing so much more experience than Stephen Adams has experienced. And then also not only being a leader as like a personality, Mike Conley, but also leading a really good Memphis mm, team. Mm. And then also the city of Memphis just loves him. Mm. Um, so maybe a leader like that is like what's necessary in Memphis. But then also I don't really want to put any blame on this, on anyone but jar you yeah know? like it should be Jar should also be able to just like fucking look at himself in the, all of this
1: at the end of the day like anyone who's a top three draft pick like you no one you can't go into a room and be like don't do that mm. you know what i mean uh obviously there are you know veterans and like superstars who would have a lot of influence on how you how you play, you know, how you act in your career. But at the end of the day, if you're like that level of a draft prospect, really how you behave is up to you. Like, yeah. you know, I don't I don't think, if Ja doesn't want to listen to people, then he doesn't have to listen to them. Mm. It's probably the same with Zion at stages, you know, when like, you know, when his injury was really an injury and it was also diss- dissatisfaction with the team. And it was like, it was this, it was that. Mm. Uh, but at the, yeah, at the end of the day, like that, no, I don't know. This sounds so lame to say, but that growth
0: has to come from you. you yeah. 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 I think that's fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that's fair. <clears throat> uh. Yeah. Actually, I think that's all I have to say on this. I just, you're, you're a fucking idiot. man. <laughs> like what, what you're dumb. So part? stupid. Um, so, I mean, I
1: hinted at it before, but yeah. So jar has been suspended for two games. Could be longer. Um, I mean, this is, this is just, uh, fucking idiots in Twitter threads, but, here if he actually brought a gun on a team vehicle uh it can be a 50 game suspension um i mean i just that's not going to (laughs) happen let's just just put that on the record that's a rule
0: that's an nba rule or is it it's an nba rule Hmm. yeah
1: so like if the nba does their own investigation they're like oh you brought a gun on the team playing from memphis to denver which, like, you have to assume he did if he had a gun at a club in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless he, like, left the meeting with Stephen Adams and went and bought a gun. Yeah. <laughs> left it in Denver. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, like, I don't I don't feel confident that they would enforce that. But, yeah, so he, he could face l- more time off. Like, maybe Memphis wants to keep him out for longer. Mm. Dylan Brooks is out for a couple games. And he will miss a game every time he gets teched uh, for the rest of the season. Um Brandon Clark's out for the season. He's got a season-ending injury. Steven Adams is still out. Um, I think he's progressing in his injury, but he'll be out for at least a few more weeks. Uh, You know, could this eventually actually affect how good this Memphis team is?
0: Oh, it's definitely going to fucking affect my over. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, like, like who's going to be the leader now? Like, who, who... Tyus Jones, I actually don't mind that. Yeah, I don't mind him he's being. He's been like, he was pretty good when he's yeah. had to <laughs> Simon they, I think their their um their depth will mm. will probably oh fuck I'm looking I'm looking at the standings now. They are how many quite, games have they got on the Kings? <clears throat> they have half a game on the yeah, Kings. Yeah, shit. And the Kings have two and a half games on the Suns. Mm. So. And I don't doubt that, like, Memphis will have some success, but I think that they will see a bit of a slump over the next mm. coming days. Like, it just with this much dysfunction, I don't think it's realistic to think that they're going to, like, maintain on-court success. Mm, mm. Um, but, yeah, yeah, like, forget, like, not only is just <clears throat> losing Jar for, like, the off-court stuff bad and going to cause enough shit in the locker room or whatever in relationships within the team – but like jar the player is like a borderline superstar. And anytime you take a player like that off a team, it's going to affect how they play on the court. Uh, So what do you reckon they'll like, do you reckon they might fall into the plane? No, God.
1: (laughs) I I mean, that's the thing is there's a lot of ascendant teams in, you know, in the four spots below them at the moment, you know, like Kings are better than they've ever been. Phoenix Mm. obviously have just acquired Kevin Durant. So that's pretty good for them. Um, the Clippers no the Clippers have been bad um mm. <laughs> D- yeah Dallas like Kyrie and Luca could figure it out at any point <laughs> um, but- so maybe
0: it's fine <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know I'm becoming less and less confident no I I actually I actually do think I like they still have the best depth in the league mm. um I think it went down a bit this season um you know what they like even losing um Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson must have been the second oldest bloke on that roster. stuff.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Um He could even be older than Thingo. Oh god, yeah, Steven Adams is the he's always he's sneaky like just turned thirty or something like that.
0: I, I wanna say Steven Adams twenty eight. He's twenty nine. Oh Kyle Anderson's twenty-nine as well. Damn. And th- 168 days. Steven <laughs> Adams? Searched.
1: Oh, he's 29.
0: 29 or 230 days, though. Oh, oh right. So, yes, he's, yes, so yes. yeah, he was probably the second <laughs> officer of the team.
1: <laughs> By a couple of days. Um, no, I mean, I, I think it's too early to judge until we know what's happening with John. Yeah. I think as soon as he returns, like... Because spe- like, if he comes back to the team, that means they're happy that... Not they're happy, but he's not going to fuck up for the rest of the season. Mm. Like... I think even he knows that. Yeah. Um, I think even he will go away and do enough soul searching to not mm. do anything stupid for the rest of the season and yeah. be a bit more of a, you know, solid solid leader mm. and then they'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, but something like this, you know, this is the sort of things that surrounds, I don't know, like Phoenix last season, you know, they had a good regular <laughs> season. They're a really good basketball team, but if you're kind of a bit sketchy in that department, mm. when the playoffs come around, you can just fall apart.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Ja, I hope it was all worth it.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of being all worth it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> from one from one's basketball star who makes headlines for all the wrong reasons to another, <laughs> Liz Kambaj has recently signed with an Israeli team. Yes, um, uh, Maccabi Benot Ashdod. Yes, in Israel. Uh, they're currently number one in the IL league. I would assume that's the Israeli league of some description. <laughs> And I'm seeing here now, they also have Mm, Natisha Eiderman and a couple of other WNBA players who I don't think our listeners will know. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, this was this, this felt like it came out of nowhere. I thought she was done with basketball. Like, you saw her, you saw her training with, you know, obviously follow her on instagram so you see her training training with this guy and that guy and blah 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 blah. you know chris shoots hoops or whatever whatever those (laughs) those fellas are called um but yeah you really really felt after what happened um with her last season that this was sort of the end of her basketball career hmm. uh but yeah i guess a payday is a payday yeah i i watched a few highlights from her opening game uh, oh, she's already played. Yeah, and Hollywood. she was just taking really easy pick and pop jump shots. Mm. Uh, so yeah, if you if you get a pay can get
0: a paid nice salary to <laughs> do that uh,
1: and hang out with a couple other WNBA players, then I guess you would.
0: Yeah. Um, how did she look in those pick and pop like, situations? Yeah, she was just
1: you know she looked like she, she always does, like very smooth, very mm. very you know what's the word? Yeah, she's got such nice technique. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, was did she look? Because at the end of her WA time, she was like gassed. Like mm. she was so unfair compared to everyone else. How did she? Did, did, or did she? She, she was. It?
1: She was not putting. You know, the highlights were all offensive. So yeah, right. What she was doing
0: <laughs> on the other end, and you know, she wasn't rolling
1: to the room, and she was. She wasn't. She wasn't rushing out to the three-point line. Yeah, <laughs> let's say she was. <laughs> she was really. It was a bit Dwight Howard in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> sort of
0: level of effort from her. Yeah. Um. I. Oh, man. So yeah, I definitely thought that she had just finished playing basketball. Although she did mention in an interview with ESPN like last year that like most of the reason she went and played overseas and that other players mm. played overseas was because it was such a bit of payday. Mm. And like yeah, you wouldn't just leave that money out there. Um I I also feel as though man, maybe this is because she hasn't been playing basketball, but she also hasn't been making headlines mm. recently. Mm. So maybe do you think she could be like on a on a on a path. No, I don't want to say back towards like good health because like she's never really, she's kind of always struggled. Mm. Um, But on a path towards good health. I don't know. I
1: like, if you want
0: to be, if
1: you want to be very positive about it, like if this is where she feels comfortable playing basketball and, you know, as a person, then, good on her Mm. like that's a good thing if she you know she's what she's pushing 30 now she's 31 so if she just she spends a few years floating around israel the euro league maybe plays in china for a bit that's what she wants to do she makes enough money she plays like you know a pretty easy level of basketball i mean you wouldn't if you were playing in euros or china i don't actually don't know what the israeli league is like Mm. but you know if she's Going to the number one team and their best players, Natisha Heidemann, That's probably like, yeah. you know, not as good as a Euroleague team. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I think <clears throat> I think that's fair to say. Um, so if if that's like what's if that's what's good for her mental health, then mm. power to her. Like, you know, if if there should there should be a place for good basketball players like her and let's say I don't know Ben Simmons who maybe can't take mm. can't take all the limelight and the spotlight.
0: Yeah. True. Oh, true. I mm. never even thought about it like that. So yeah. you reckon the issue was like all the? I think so. All I, the attention. I think
1: she was the issue, but, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. but I think it was because yeah, she was yeah. in that environment. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: And you reckon like more of a low key environment? Yeah. It doesn't. Mm, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I'd never even considered that. Yeah. yeah. I do hope. I do hope that like, like good things come from this. Yeah. And that, I don't know. Still, there's, there's still like a, a part of me that wants like good things for this Cambage, even like because she has done like a lot of really bad things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but she's, yeah, she's an incredible basketballer. She did represent, you know, she represented something really good about women's basketball in one way as well. Like, mm-hmm. I, like she wasn't afraid to talk about certain things. Yeah. She was obviously just such a huge toxic element. Yeah. You know, she was probably responsible for every toxic trait that, you know, comes from the player's side yeah. in women's basketball. But I think she did genuinely, you know, call out, uh, correctly, a lot of the like institutional organizational yeah. problems, um, and you know, I don't think anyone has really been as loud about it as she was. It's yeah. kind of a shame that she was the loudest in that way, and then the loudest in the other way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah because there is always a way you can spin it. Like, why would you listen to her about yeah. anything? Yeah, which is
1: exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that every Andrew Bogut podcast hell, bro. about Liz Cambage was exactly that. It was like, you know, all that's bullshit because she's like this. Yeah, which is you know, I, I like I. I really rue that that is how it was seen.
0: Yeah, um, but we shouldn't let that <laughs> those maybe two of our maybe our two most famous basketball mm. players of all time. In terms
1: of yeah, how how, how much their name gets yeah. put, in, put in people's mouths. Yeah, yeah.
0: We shouldn't <laughs> let that take away from all the good that's happening in Australian yeah, basketball. Yeah, that's right. The, the WNBL awards are recently named. Uh, uh, I'm sure Andrew Bogut was just celebrating. <laughs> Two days ago, we will make we'll we we'll, we'll go through them all, and then um, you know we're still quite ca- we're still quite casual <laughs> when it comes to the WNBL, but we'll we'll give our thoughts on uh, the players that we do know. Mm. So coming away, we'll go from bottom to top. The community award went to Stephanie Reed of the Townsville Fire. Mm-hmm. The defensive player of the year award, and that is the Robin Ma defensive player of the year award, going to Steph Talbot. The sixth woman of the year award going to Isabel Borlase, who also took out the Betty Watson breakout player of the year. Uh, I'm four awards in, and I'm just going to uh, take an aside to mention that I don't like naming the awards. <laughs> <laughs> the coach of the year went to Shannon Seabom. Which, funnily of, enough, isn't named after him <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the Townsville fire. And then the league MVP went to Kayla George, the Susie Batkovich mm. league MVP went to Kayla Shout George. out. Yeah. <clears throat> What are, you, um, what are your any any early takeaways or <laughs> any takeaways take-away. from this?
1: Yeah, the Kayla George thing's awesome. Like, I, I think I've said I've said on previous podcasts everything um, everything that I love about Kayla George's game, and then I forgot her name the other week. So, so, <laughs> oh, yeah. so that's a good. I think that's a good balance. <laughs> um, but yeah, like she's the sort of player deserving of the MVP. I think yeah. like a really dominant player on both ends multi-talented can sort of do anything um and like just very clearly i would say she was clearly the best player on the boomers as well mm. who are you know sort of like the superstar team of the WNBL. Yeah. yeah
0: um something i noticed a trend i noticed in the WNBL this season was that after a player would sign with the WNBA team they would really like mm. the next game is really important to them yeah. and they would play really well like <laughs> kayla george who went game. fucking crazy yeah, she went insane um Jade Melbourne had eighteen points mm. and thirteen assists. I can't remember Emily Maley's game, but I think uh, I, I remember it being pretty good. Um, but yeah, Kayla. Yeah, I think that from the uh, how much I followed the league, Kayla George was, would have been my pick for MVP. Uh, Isabel Borlase taken two awards, and Steph Talbot taking one award. That, they accounted for half of the awards for the Adelaide Lightning, who had a five and sixteen season. Mm. Um, which is not something I would have expected, uh, but uh, also maybe in the WNBL, that's something that doesn't get taken into consideration as much—the wins—and maybe um, it's maybe maybe the voters of these awards mm. are a bit more subjective and just kind of treat the players as players rather than, you know, all those massive narratives we like to create in other leagues. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, I think also with Isabel Bolles, so like the breakout player of the year, well, that's obviously that's like the rookie of the year, you know, comparison, mm. uh, uh, equivalent, but I, I don't think they, it has to be to a first year player. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she averaged 13 points on, you know, pretty good shooting off the bench. So mm. I think, I think, you know, I think she wins that award. Mm if you scale that up to the NBA you know mm. you know what mm. I say like potentially if if that's if that's the best bench player even on a pretty bad team if that's the best rookie on a pretty bad team like yeah you can still win that the Steph Talbot thing I mean I, I can't say I watched enough Adelaide Lightning yeah. to say how much like were they just completely completely hopeless defensively mm. without her um, or was it oh yeah or was, is she just I mean yeah she's obviously such a good defender but yeah what was what was her impact mm. on on how good this team was, I suppose.
0: Yeah, of the... Again, I also didn't watch too many Adelaide <laughs> games, but of the few games I did watch, and I did get to see one live at the Boombox, mm-hmm. she was clearly the best defender. Mm. Like, so switchy, so versatile. Um, probably the... Like, defended everyone but centres. Uh, but then also brought, like, a toughness in, like... You know, in the WNBA playoffs, when Chelsea Gray would just strip every... Um, Big that tried to back mm. her down. She'd get it. she like. She'd make it. Like make a lot of those plays. Steph Talbot, mm. um, but and also she is just like an incredible defender. Like mm. that is something that she's sold on. Uh, and it's a shame that she won't be playing with the Sparks this year because like this is such. This, this her skill set would just be perfect with them. Um, and then coming off um, like a good defensive season in the, the WNBL, I'm sure it wouldn't really affect what she mm. does in the WNBA. But you know she also won it like <laughs> i'm yeah. not gonna hold that against her yeah exactly right
1: um then coach of the year, Sh- shannon seabomb uh, yeah
0: he actually he actually had a heart
1: attack in an under 19s uh, oh, yes. australian basketball game right on the court and died for 15 minutes but um wait actually
0: yeah. oh my god i didn't <laughs> yeah. know that part <laughs> yeah yeah
1: that's insane uh so i think this is the third time he's won it i think it's i think it's the first time it's I mean, I think we've spoken about this, about how, like, you could go on a WNBL player's Wikipedia page and it says they play for the team they played for four seasons yeah. ago. Um, so uh, not always most up-to-date yeah. uh, information on this league. But basically, the way I see it is this Townsville team finished first and I recognize by far the least names on their yeah. roster. So yeah. he's obviously done some really good work
0: to get them to no <laughs> where they are. Yeah, I found with... um. I was gonna say the top four, but even the top five, if you include Bendigo who mm. didn't make the who didn't make mm. the playoffs. Uh, a lot of the teams that like had success or even just winning records, um it was primarily like a big winning streak, and then the uh, remainder of the season around that was like five hundred or in Bendigo's case below five hundred because I think they won their first seven mm. at least six games. Mm. And then finished the game, the season eleven and ten, and then yeah, didn't make the finals. Um, and I feel like Townsville were kind of middling to start the season, and then they finished hot, uh, bringing all of this into the finals. Who who you got? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I mean, I think I mean I think I have to say the Boomers. Yeah, uh, I think they'd be my favorite, but they their first first round matchup is against. Um, it's against, it's against Southside, right?
0: Yeah, but Southside doesn't have um Lauren Jackson.
1: Mm, true. Yeah. True, true. Um, yeah, I, I think I have the boomers. I think it'll be tough, but um yeah, I think uh, obviously they're the team I've watched by far the most, but I think they have I think they have the deepest roster. Yeah. Um and I think probably the most um, yeah, the most winning pedigree. Um they're they're the defending they're the defending champs. Mm, right? yeah. yeah 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 uh but i will but i think i will be interested to watch this first round to get like more of an idea of you know the other teams
0: yeah i think um yeah i would also pick melbourne or townsville uh mm. but i think ugh, it just it just makes too much sense to pick melbourne man yeah <laughs> like there's so much talent on the team yeah um and yeah, the, the Townsville had like the be, had the best season, and they got some pretty good players. of Hawkins mm. uh, is definitely a name I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um. Uh. But, <clears throat> but no, I I I just I couldn't not pick Melbourne. You yeah. know. Yeah, that's fine. You know, that can be our take. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks,
1: bro. The Melbourne Boomers. The Deacon Melbourne Boomers for, for the chip.
0: <laughs> oh, and Tiana Hawkins. Oh. Oh, my God, has the exact same birthday as my brother. Really? Happy birthday, Tiana. No freaking and, way. And Jimmy. No freaking Happy way. Happy 31st birthday what? to both of you. What, what,
1: what date? 2nd of March, 1991. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that's, that was five days ago. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, congrats. Congrats, congrats guys. Tiana. And my dad's birthday was two days ago. You know my what? Dad she birthday,
1: was. Dad. She was probably... Hold on, let's have a look. Just one second. What? Okay, no, it was not on her birthday. But oh. she was named to the All-WNBL First Team just a few days after her 31st birthday. <laughs> what a 31st birthday <laughs> present. But Jimmy didn't get that. Um, Cop that, Jim. Uh, should we take a quick break and then move to the next topic? Sure thing. Hello and welcome to The Deep Two. I'm Mr. Boff, my man, how are we? And I co-host a weekly NBA podcast that I think you'd like. The Deep Two, named after Josh Smith's favourite shot, has us rambling on about everything that goes on in the NBA world. All the way from game recaps, 12-season hypotheticals, to Warriors exceptionalism. Join us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you there. Dante, you forgot to talk about the freaking website. The freaking website, True. The deep 2com so simple, I can't believe it, is our very own website where you can read long-form articles on all of the day's big basketball topics. The Pensman that you guys know as the JVJ NBA Tribute Show Boys even feature on there from time to time, so check it out. Okay, Dante, now you can send us off. Peace. And we're back.
0: Man, all this talk about MVPs makes me really want to talk about the MVP. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? Was yours going to be better? Nah, that was good. That was good. Okay, well let's cut this last bit. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the NBA MVP. <coughs> whoa. The uh, I was going to say like is coming up, but it's not. <laughs> the NBA MVP is an award. Yeah. Uh, and I last week was like, let's talk about the MVP, and I was like, I want to like I want to actually think about the MVP for a week, and I actually want to go second here. But MVP, take it away. Which 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 way do you want to take this?
1: Uh, well, you you had a spiel you wanted to give, but do we want to go through the like the candidates first and then you?
0: I don't want to go through the candidates. Okay,
1: you just want to go. You just want to talk about it generally. Like... I
0: want to talk about who the MVP is.
1: Right. <laughs> because
0: I don't want it to be a discussion. <laughs>
1: Like, the, the person or, like, the time? The person, the person, oh, yeah. the person. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's Nikola Jokic. It's Nikola Jokic. By a country mile, I think. By, by, I don't, maybe not a country mile, but it's him. Mm. Why is it not him? Mm. There is there is no argument you could make that, that puts another player above him. Yeah. He is somehow... So, uh, so something I think of today. Luka Doncic is having, like, one of his... Probably his best season mm. yet. And it looks mm. like he's just like taking step after step after step forward and forward and like becoming more physical, faster, just getting better. It looks like Jokic is going the other way. Like he's going slower mm. and doing mm. less in a game mm. and still just completely <laughs> dominating it. Um, and also, uh, something I said on the deep two last week, but there is no PR train for Nikola Jokic mm. and he's still in the MVP discussion. <laughs> like anytime. Other superstars have a great game. It's like, you know, someone's going to write something about it. Shams is going to add a few um, extra adjectives to a tweet mm. uh, talking about them. Um, and Jokic, there's none of this stuff. So I just think that it's like he's even better than we say he is.
1: The, it's The narratives like constantly against him, if anything. <laughs> like uh, the, the media train is like the, here's how Jokic can't win the MVP. Yeah. Like here's the circumstances yeah. that can arise for him not to win it. And uh, I mean, yeah, that, it's idiotic. Like he's mm-hmm. on. Do the do the Nuggets have the best team in the league yet? Uh, sorry, the best the best team in the league. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so subjective. <laughs> the best record in the league. Oh, they're one game off the best record in the league yeah. right now because uh, Boston have been faltering a bit. They've obviously just completely cleared out the rest of the West. Yeah, yeah they're half a game behind Milwaukee. But
0: by the way, Milwaukee, who in a twenty percent chunk of their season, aka sixteen games didn't lose yeah (laughs) and they're half a game behind them yeah
1: yeah um and yeah Jokic is obviously like transcending every every peak he's hit but as you're saying without doing anywhere near as much or Mm. looking anywhere near as present on the floor and then he gets like stat padding accusations (laughs) (laughs) you get like an argument for every other player you go like yeah but Joel Embiid he's having like such a good season mm. which I that's fine yeah. he, is. <laughs> he is he is that's completely fine um but yeah you're completely right there's no there's no push there's no yeah. push for jokic and mm. i i think it i think it is just like every nba you know member of the nba cognoscenti the commentariat trying to talk themselves out of giving it to yeah. him again which is so stupid mm. i think i think i think everyone should put their ballots in now just to yeah like, we kind of forget about it. Yeah.
0: Then you don't know. There's one less thing to worry about at the <laughs> yeah, end of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that he should just be seen as the standard. Mm. It's like, it's, this is when I was at the world fever, women's basketball world cup, the USA team is obviously just better than everyone in both men's and women's basketball, but they just, they, they I think they just need to be seen as the standard and mm. it shouldn't be this like thing that you take offense to. It should be the thing that you're trying to catch up to. And it's, You got to use it as a good thing rather than like a bad thing. Um, So yeah, I just think that Jokic is the standard, and why would you hate on him? Like, why would you? It shouldn't. There shouldn't. We made a mistake with LeBron not giving him the MVP fucking eight times or whatever. Mm. So let's not make the same mistake moving forward. Like he's the MVP. It shouldn't be a narrative. There is narrative around it, and there never won't be. There always will be. Mm. But. there's also no discussion. There's no compa- There's no one that should be in the discussion with him.
1: Yeah, I don't even know how to make a hypothetical argument for someone <laughs> else at the moment. Who would it be about? I think Giannis is having a really good season. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, okay, if, if you had to make it, I think it would be Giannis purely because Milwaukee are now the number one seed in the mm. East. They are the best team in the East. Uh, I mean, he's underpinning so much of what makes them good. Mm uh he's averaging 31 points a game uh he's you know i'm really trying my hardest here like he, <laughs> he is becoming more and more of a, i think he is becoming more and more of a facilitator as mm. well like like more so this season than any other season but yeah i i think in every single other way like jokic clears him mm. uh jokic is so much more clearly integral to why his team is good as well uh i think look when Giannis goes down like the bucks aren't great but they are like a really good roster they've got a couple of other really you know drew holiday can be such a leader when Giannis Mm. isn't in the game uh but i don't think there's anyone that comes close to that on the denver roster like Mm. jamal murray's good but like he's obviously not hitting his peak michael porter jr i'm I don't actually think he's that good. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, there's some really, really good role players on that team, which always helps, you know. Like, yeah, Jokic is averaging 10 assists and however many of them are to Aaron Gordon and (laughs) Contavious Caldwell Pope. Mm. Uh, But I don't think they are lifting him him and Denver that much further up than he has already lifted them. In fact, I don't think really
0: at all. Yeah, he's like a model of... um, Production and efficiency. Mm. He's fourth in the league in effective field goal percentage. Mm. Everyone above him... Nick Claxton averaging seven shots. Mason Plumlee averaging seven <laughs> shots. Rudy Gobert averaging seven <laughs> shots. He's averaging 15. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, yeah. And then he's
1: only taking 15 shots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he could so easily be taking more. And I
1: think he... Yeah, he tries so hard... He tries so hard not to shoot the ball. Sometimes, right. like, to, to, he does everything he can to not be like, "Fine, I'll, 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 I'll back down the guy. I'll back down the guy guarding <laughs> me." He yeah. tries everything else he possibly can, and I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like a oh, I have to like. It's not a like Wilt Chamberlain chasing the assists, the assists record <laughs> uh, thing. It's just like how he creates
0: the best offense for Denver. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, an element of stat padding has to be like looking like a (laughs) (laughs) tryhard. And he doesn't. No. He's in like, he's just chilling. Mm. Ah, shout out Nicole Jokic. Yeah.
1: I I, I don't, I haven't had any, I haven't had any doubts since about, I don't know, week two. Yeah. I reckon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Did you, did you want to say that thing you wanted to say about Europeans and Americans? Oh,
0: yeah. There's like.
1: I th- so, I think it's an interesting point
0: what's this thing like this? I don't know what this fucking thing has been lately about <clears throat> Europeans not having the same pressure as Americans to win mm. championships, and it's like very weirdly becoming a racial thing <laughs> um, but that's not the point I want to make. I just actually just want to make <clears throat> note of the fact that I just find that very weird mm. but also Americans have been the fucking legend king heroes of the world forever. <laughs> <laughs> that no <laughs> one can even come close to the way americans play basketball <laughs> mm, mm. europeans it's so nice that they even fucking participate in these basketball games oh they can pass but they can't run and they can't fucking do anything else well but they got the finesse of their game and now all of a sudden all the best players in the league are american mm, mm. and it's like oh why is there no pressure on them it's like what do you mean there's no pressure on them you guys have fucking shat gold <laughs> for the entirety of of basketball history. Yeah.
1: You guys How have, many Americans have won an NBA championship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But you put yourselves so higher above everyone else in the world. And it's it's like it used to be like ah, you're, not, you're never going to win a ring with a European. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh no, wait, actually they're better than all of us. <laughs> um okay, no, why is there no pressure on them to win a ring? <laughs> it's like fuck off. You can't you, what what like it's such a weird it's like a spiteful mm. narrative that mm. It's it's also it's just bullshit. <laughs> you put this pressure on yourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think if, if we want to talk about Jokic specifically as well, like, uh, I'm sure there's so much pressure on him to win a ring, mm. but like also if you're winning MVP so clearly and being so good at basketball, like that kind of yeah. dissipates a bit as well. It's yeah. like it's like. Ah, yeah, no, he's he'll win a ring. Like, yeah. and the same with Luca. Like, I mean, Luca, Luca's only 23 goddamn years old. But, mm. like, everyone is so confident. Like, I think people who actually watch him play basketball properly are so confident that he will win win a ring one day because he's that good. Yeah. He just needs, like, the perfect circumstances around him to happen. Which is what anyone needs to win a ring, basically. Like, yeah. you know, what? How, like, how many players... How many players... You only win a ring if you have a good team around you. Like no matter how good you are. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's that's really like a load of hockey. Also, the best young prospect in a generation is some French kid. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> <laughs> I have heard of him. The um yeah the 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 American century is over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally ended.
0: Um. The twenty twenty three NBA draft. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The rings thing is like. I mean, we could do a whole pot on it. We've actually probably should. Yeah. But like just going through everything that has to go right. Mm. Like so much has to go mm. right. <laughs> it's not a one player. Thing. No, no, it's not even a team thing. It's no. like a whole organization thing. And, and like a league thing. Like how, yeah, yeah.
1: how often, how often does a team win a championship? And it's like, there wasn't one thing that like didn't break right. For them? Yeah. You know, like the, In fact what Both of the Warriors Kevin Durant Teams
0: No both of them Both of them
1: (laughs) One of them The 2018 Championship team Could so easily Have lost it to the Houston Rockets Mm. In the Western Conference Finals Like so 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 easily Yeah That could have been The reality we're in And yeah that's like Just so easily One of the best Rosters ever assembled Like one of the most Overpowered teams In league history Yeah And they still needed Chris Paul to get injured, and yeah. for the Rockets to miss how many what? How many consecutive threes did they miss? Seventeen oh, or something like? that? I thought it was twenty-seven. Uh, yeah, twenty-seven. It had a, it had a seven. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: the Warriors' first ring. The situation of the Warriors' first ring. Uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie were out, mm. and like that was. I would don't want to say that was the worst of their teams, but it was definitely the least experienced. Mm. And if the Cavs are fully strong, then surely they'd win that. The Cavs the next year. Draymond doesn't want a fucking dick kick. <laughs> yeah. Then he's not suspended for that game. Mm. And then who knows what happens if he? Yeah, if he never gets suspended. Like every year, like as we said. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I think it's I, we've definitely said this on the podcast. Doesn't devalue any ring. because yeah. they're all like. They're yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no ring is no ring is easy. No ring has an easy path. It's just like the fact of the matter is there are at any given time. I would say at least 18 other NBA teams trying to win a championship <laughs> yeah. in the season that you're doing it. So like something is going to have to go wrong for one of them yeah. to go right for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you need the externalities to be in your favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: there's so many of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds like a good podcast to me, Lucas.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a good place to end it. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Um, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah, see ya. You know, love's just talking about the league, certain things like that.
1: Alright, I'm calling it. We're, we're recording the podcast again.
0: Why <laughs> <laughs> um. do you have me here, Marco? <laughs> Fucking hell. Actually, you know what? Hold on. You you just entertain me for a second. Uh, so guys, I've been working on this joke lately and I'm just going to think <laughs> I'm going to try it out live on air. It's Saturday night. Marco, come back. Um, nah, so we didn't make mention of this last week. Uh, oh, and nearly didn't make mention of it this week. But... We made hot sauce. Oh, oh my god! I completely forgot we we're recording this on video <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, our hot sauce, which is nearly sold out. <laughs> uh, if you want to go on the YouTube's, which is still recording, which is still recording. Cool, cool. If you want to go on the YouTube, that's what the jar and the bottle wow, looks like. We should like. put them here. Oh my god! We could have done such oh a good hell, thing man. with jar Morant before. Ah! Oh! oh my god! And the jar costs twelve. <laughs> John where's 12? Holy shit. And he was saying fuck 12. And we... While he <laughs> held the fucking piece that he was going to... Now get... he's
1: really bottled the Memphis Grizzlies chances of a championship this year. Exactly right. Yeah. And all for what? Eight <laughs> dollars?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: we could So, uh... <laughs> we we could have said, Bottle for eight, Demetrius for 12. <laughs> um but yeah as lucas said we, made, we. i wasn't listening to what you were saying we made a hot sauce mm, yeah we made a hot sauce it was mostly thanks to alessio conte uh he's just such a fantastic guy all yeah. around and a great chef to boot mm. uh so yeah if you'd like a bottle or a jar they are actually selling so quickly it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous they
0: might be sold out they might be sold <laughs> out tomorrow just, morning i reckon the jars could be
1: yeah yeah there were like seven jars left yeah at, um at our last count, mm. um, but yeah, just send us a DM. We'll we'll try and we can drop on to you. You can come pick them up. We'll sort something out. It's so delicious, and mm-hmm. I'm certain this won't be the last time we do it as well because oh. Uh, oh, yeah. we've had such a good response to it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, really fucking excited. You should check out. Check out the video I made as well. Oh yeah,
0: Mark, I made a fucking ripper video It's just as absolute well. gay. Do you want to chuck it at the start of this app? Yeah, that could be fun actually. On the V-Pod? That could
1: be really good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And then it'll be funny because we won't make mention. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> Stay tuned until the very end.
1: <laughs> to find out what this means. All right, well, on that note, we will see you now next time. Now we're actually going. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JVG NBA Tribute Show, hosted by Marco Holden-Jeffrey and Lucas Petridis. Our theme song is written and performed by Pascal Ducasse, with production by Mock B.
0: Follow us on Instagram at JVG NBA Tribute Show and on Twitter at JVG NBA for more NBA content. The
1: JVG NBA Tribute Show. New episodes every Wednesday at 7 a.m.